0: This is the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Braden, Keaton, and Caden. This podcast is for Latter-day Saints who find themselves running a bit late. Each episode, we discuss the weekly Come Follow Me lesson to keep ourselves prepared for our Sunday worship and Awaken class.
1: And whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we are just happy that you're here.
2: You bet we are. It's true.
1: We're very happy. How
2: is everyone this week? Not bad. Good. Not bad? Good. was
0: Pretty awesome?
2: Pretty awesome. same same my week was pretty awesome as well Uh, so it's good to be good to be back Um, once again we got another sweet lesson that we're about to dissect and go through for everyone Uh, this lesson uh, I'll just say the title and then I'm sure we'll eventually go off on some tangent anyways and get off track but I'll say the title for good measure Um, so the lesson is for November 4th to 10th and the title is Jesus Christ the author of eternal salvation. Um, So that's a solid book.
1: Do you mean mean Jesus the Christ, or are you talking, (laughs) you're just doing a bit?
2: Oh, I'm doing a bit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The author of eternal salvation. Mm -hmm. Jesus the author of eternal salvation?
1: Eternal
0: salvation being the novel that Mm -hmm. you're referring to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Got it. See, I would have thought that Heavenly Father would have been the author, but... I don't know. Maybe he's the publisher. I don't know.
0: Well, Keaton. No spoilers, but we'll get to that yeah, in this episode. Actually, it talks a little bit about it. Believe it or not,
2: and that's actually a good question to come in, mo- like, go into this lesson with, like, what was Jesus's part in the eternal salvation, and what was Heavenly Father's part, or and what is the Holy <laughs> Ghost's part? Like, w- what's what's with the big three? Like, how do they? Well, let me each... just
0: go ahead and tell you. Jesus is the author. <laughs> yeah and we'll talk about the rest in a okay. bit.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um so just going into this lesson, um, it's just just one book for for us to read and it's all Hebrews. So that's a nice pace, like a change of pace considering we've had to like go through two or three books every lesson for the last like 2-3 weeks. Um, and Hebrews is a solid book, lots of quotable scriptures. Um
0: and uh yeah there are a lot of like those scriptures that pop up into your mind the quick ones lots of those are in hebrews Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah
1: and lots of them are good references to other scriptures in the like other books as well which is good
2: yeah like the uh what is it is it like no it's not hyperlinks or whatever like the quick links um Mm -hmm. for all the scriptures in in this lesson are like they're they go everywhere they're like You've got stuff in the Book of Mormon, uh, Doctrine and Covenants, Old Testament, New Testament. Like, there's just everything ties in with Hebrews, so it's nice. Um, so without further ado, let's, uh, let's crack this book open, you guys. Let's get going.
1: Yeah, so today we're going to be reading it in the original Hebrew.
2: Yeah. yeah. I've been practicing my glottal stops so that I can <laughs> um, pronounce everything correctly. That is the hard part about Hebrew, I
0: would know
1: do you i'm impressed i was just doing a throwaway joke and you guys apparently know a lot more than me about (laughs) this stuff
0: no i don't know anything about hebrew man other than the hebrews the people um needed some help and so it's speculated that it was paul who wrote the book the hebrews um and he kind of gets credit although it's in the early copies of the book or in the early copies of the bible it's not uh there's no author directly attributed to it, so it might not have been Paul. It could have been Paul and like another apostle, or yeah.
2: So, yeah, well, like that was uh, that was not con- it's not an official. I think that was what I was trying to say in one of the last episodes, where it's like some of his works are like definitely, definitely undisputed. Definitely aren't. Like you can tell it's Paul. Um, others people are like, well, we're not sure it's Paul or not, and. Um, Hebrews is one of those books, I guess. Because I remember wanting to go yeah, Unlike into that, Eternal but... Salvation, which we know was written yeah, by Jesus yes. Christ. Yeah. that book,
0: for sure. The book of the Hebrews, <laughs> the author is a little bit up to speculation. Yes. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. In the
1: end, it's all written through the Spirit, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Jesus Christ and God and the... the I was going to say the Holy Trinity. No, the... Uh, <laughs>
0: The Godhead. The I Godhead. Mean, the Holy Trinity is the Godhead. There's nothing wrong with calling it the Holy Trinity. That's that's Maybe true. a little bit more Catholic, but like
1: <laughs> the ideas
0: are all the same. They come from the same place. Yeah,
1: different interpretation of the same words, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Godhead are they're basically overseeing and, and prompting all of this anyways, so
0: I like that. So it talks about how um like in the early days of well in the days of our living savior. Um, The Jews particularly had a hard time accepting Jesus Christ as the son of God um, because it kind of like the gospel of Christ puts like a finale almost to um, like Judaism. Is that the right way to say it? Just basically, Jesus Christ, he fulfills the law of Moses. He's like the bookends. that's ends. why the Jews had a hard time because they're like, well, I don't know if I can just stop following the law of Moses.
2: Yeah, like I tried to fit it in there. It's, he's like the bookends of that.
0: Yeah, right, because, I mean, he gave Moses the law anyways. The beginning and the end. The Alpha and Omega.
2: So I want to read this hook sentence here. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have to give up something in order to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ whether that be bad habits, incorrect beliefs, unwholesome associations, or something else. Um, and then it goes on to say, for Gentiles, conversion often meant abandoning false gods, which is a whole different thing, but is one of the Ten Commandments, right? To not have any other gods before him. So um, that's that's important to conversion, I would say. And um, like you were saying there, Caden, it sounds like they like in in their times it sounded like they had a hard time accepting who he was um and what his mission was and that there needed to be some sort of um plan or lesson or book per se laid out for them to be able to actually become converted so i'd like to dive deeper into this this is a long introduction though holy i can get lost in this
1: yeah just it basically just again just give providing context about who the Jews were and how yeah their their beliefs were rooted in the worship of true god and and his the teachings that they've had that were true for years and years but that they just I mean
0: they're still true they're just no longer the required law yeah,
1: right which is obviously something that's still relevant today as much as it was then so yeah. It's just and interesting. It's, and it's
2: weird how that happens cuz like you say traditions and stuff like they had these uh like they're not like unrighteous um tradi- not all of them or whatever but like you know how uh the church just changed um not ba- they didn't change baptism but they changed the witnesses for baptism. They said like it doesn't have to be like a priest mm-hmm. anymore. It can be any member of the church witnessing a baptism. I know that um there's some, some people who embrace like any change in the gospel that comes from the prophets and other people who hold like tight to certain traditions within the church. And people just have to remember, remember that like it traditions of man are not God's ways, right? Like his ways are are higher than our ways. And so that inspiration is always going to come. And I think here when it talks about traditions and people wanting not wanting to give up things that they've been doing in their families for like, years and years and years um it's it it adds a real amount of substance to what conversion truly is and that's what i'm excited to talk about in this this uh week's lesson is just like conversion in general to uh the the plan of like what eternal stuff like to the idea of what it takes to be saved uh in eternal perspective i guess does that make sense to you guys or did I just go off on a crazy tangent?
1: No, I think you're doing great. I think maybe our attention span just isn't what it should be.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's, there you go. <laughs> See, there you go. You finally turned it around on me, man.
1: <laughs> uh, do we want to jump into these uh, sections here? Yeah,
2: let's go for it. Well, I kind
0: of I kind of was already on the second one, and then we decided... Uh, well, Braden kind of just went back to the intro. Well- <laughs> we
1: kind of have already covered the first
0: two sections, basically. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we covered the epistle, or who are the Hebrews. And then, yeah, we're basically on Jesus Christ as the express image of Heavenly Father.
0: Which is what I was alluding to when you were saying, well, wouldn't Heavenly Father be the author of eternal salvation? Mm -hmm. Um, And this is what I was saying. We'll get to that, because basically, you're right. um, But basically, you're also wrong.
1: Hey.
2: Now, how do we say that?
0: It's hard. It's just like the whole, like, Holy Trinity and the Godhead, like, they are one and they are not
2: one.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They are one in purpose. And so, like, because Jesus Christ is perfectly in tune with God's plan and with the Holy Ghost, even though he is the author of eternal salvation as per the title, um that doesn't mean that also heavenly father isn't the author. They they both are. They like have the exact same desires and hopes and plans and way of thinking, you know?
1: They're kind of like co-authors, co-writers.
2: Nice. Well, if you think about it, there's um there's a lot of authors who are their co-writers but they go by the same name. Like they or they like make a fake name out of both of their names. Yeah. And that's like their author name. Right? Like do you guys read a lot of books?
1: Not as much as I wish <laughs> I did.
0: No, I'm thinking more like uh movies and TV or yeah, movies Yeah, and I stuff. was
1: thinking more in, along that thread as well.
0: Okay. Cuz like there's there's lots of duos like who's coming to my mind? The Coen brothers? Marcus
1: and McFeely? Yeah, Marcus and McFeely. Marvel guys. Marvel guys. Those guys are awesome.
2: Like what what I'm saying is like there's a parallel there in that you can have two minds that come together and create like this solid solid thing and say that like oh it's you know jesus christ is the author or whatever but really it's a culmination of you know him and his father's uh wills and desires put into well i'll say pen and paper but i'm sure it was something different papyrus and um and and quill and parchment (laughs) there's a bunch of yeah like there's a bunch of authors that do that as well like one of the books that i'd like to get into that's i was looking into it and i found out that oh the author's name is just a combination of two like the two creators names and then they just you know write the book together oh that's oh that's that's an interesting way to do it so like that's that's where you can think about it like um jesus christ is the express image of heavenly father jesus christ is the author of the eternal eternal salvation um, and I'm not just saying oh Jesus Christ is some name like made up name that they both came up with but but you know
1: here's a question is so we know that Jesus Christ has a lot of different titles is Jesus Christ the name itself a title for the being that chose to to fill that role
2: so that's what I was getting to when I was saying but but like I was like trying to leave it, lead it, lead it up to uh, just to think that, know, that it, it really is. Okay. It's perfect. Someone,
1: perfect. he, he did volunteer, you know, it, it's and he, he gave everything, including his name, you know, to do that. Not to say that that's a hundred percent that we're speculating,
2: but it, it, no, exactly. It's a, it's a cool idea and uh, I'm definitely there, there with you. And I hope to, hopefully I, we actually hear back from some of the listeners on, on that one. Cause that'd be a cool one to see other people's, V- um, views on or opinions yeah, on. someone might just call us out it, and it, say nope it's, it's, it's not all around and we're like "Oh, yeah, okay nope, thank you yeah. we'll print a retraction blasphemous yeah. but I mean there's definitely something going on with names um, that is better left unsaid and speculated about I guess but yeah.
0: I mean there's a lot of symbolism in the history of the church and in the history of the gospel with name changes right like let's just mm-hmm. take the example well, of Paul and Paul. Saul um, yeah. there's isn't there somebody in the Book of Mormon who changed their name to you?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Is there mm. someone who like Ch- someone told to them to change their name because they were a different and then, like I Christ?
0: Remember, he has a, a, so many different things that, uh, like names by which we call him and by which he is referred to in the scriptures. And that's actually one of like the whole activities that, um, that's in the primary manual for this episode or for this week's lesson. It has you go through and read even just Hebrews um, chapter one and two and find all of the different names for Jesus Christ. Um, So it's interesting that we got into that without even looking at the primary manual because that is like one of the major points of the primary manual is just all the different names for Christ like for example um, majesty on high that's in there. Um, and there, there are many others, and the symbolism of names and
2: like, like um, Emmanuel or whatever mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. Perfect. That's cool.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the main one there is Jehovah. Like we were talking about Paul and Saul, those are two distinct names for the same person, Jehovah Jesus Christ. That they basically just represent re, um, represent his physical form at the time. Right. But of course, mm-hmm. there's probably more of that as well. But, but yeah.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I like to think about that. And um, it's nice that we, yeah, it's kind of cool that Caden brought that primary thing in there without us knowing what we were getting at. That makes yeah. me feel good about where my headspace is at with the gospel right now. <laughs> yeah, stumbling <laughs> but, into
1: some roses. there.
2: Yeah, um, rather than like a thorn bush.
1: But just to clarify, so when we're saying Jesus Christ, the express image of the Father, what's like a, a one statement way we can answer that question or answer that statement? You basically just say he he is like him in in basically every way. He expresses all the same views. That they're of of one mind. Is what basically what we said, right?
0: Yeah, he's almost like a like a an exact copy, except
2: they're yeah, different. like e- even more so because of the fact that he's already gone through and um, like the resurrection process, and he's had he has a perfect body very much like our father in heaven, right? Like, he, he's the express image not only because God created all of us, all of his children, including Jesus Christ in his image, but because he himself is now an owner of a perfect body, right? Like, he has all the same ideals, all the same wills and desires, but also he's got that perfect body where, you know, gorgeous white hair or whatever you want to say however you want Im- to imagine uh, him break it down yeah but that's that's what everyone i think um can aspire to to is to gain that perfect body and not necessarily be like an exact duplicate of but just the express image of i'm trying to think like what what would be a nice um modern day parallel of like an express image that's like very identical but it's not necessarily Like it's the same thing, but it's not necessarily.
0: It's like you just made a um, copy of
2: impossible to tell the difference of like what because you can still tell what was the original, what was the old, or whatever. Right, because there is a difference in that sense. But at the
0: same time, like that's also our goal in being here on Earth, right? It's to learn, um, to put God's will in place of our own, or to learn to align our desires with heavenly desires, right? And even though we won't right. become a physical copy of Heavenly Father and Jesus, um, we want to have our mindset, our desires and goals to be a copy of their desires, right? We want to just have that perfect willingness to obey and follow, um, which, you know, even though we might have the desire to have that, um, none of us are perfect and that's why we're here, right? That's why we're we're on earth to learn and to, to develop that, strength or um like self-control to to be able to actually work on that mm-hmm. daily
1: yeah i think i think it's hard to find an earthly representation of what it means because it's so different than anything like we could say twins but even then it's it's not the same as that either right? twins so how did we not think of twins well but like no, that's but the it's thing not, is that it's right? not it's, the same it's yeah. so much more than that yeah I, um but you so can yeah, still it's, tell it's, them it's apart it's an eternal it, it, it's it's twins yeah. in the
2: way that you can tell them apart. They look the same, but I like what I was trying to go off of is like one's and it's not necessarily like a carbon copy, but like you can tell who is the father and who is the son by looking at them. Like, I I I think anyways, I'm I'm sure, although you know, I haven't met them.
1: <laughs> like in Joseph Smith's that you remember. accounts, he he doesn't know immediately who the other one who is who. Until God, you speaks. know, if we're taking, right, if we're enough. going word by word, right? So, I don't know. I think I think we can dig into it a lot more than maybe we should. It's probably just something that's meant to symbolize it, and that's all. But
2: yeah, I'm sure there's loads of people listening right now, just like shouting the answer, like, like, "Oh my gosh, guys! Just <laughs> come on, quit dancing
0: around it. <laughs> or it's Edward. not that important."
2: <laughs> like clenching their yeah, teeth, they're just like move on, or, like, clenching we're their like, teeth. That's funny. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, we can move on.
1: Let's roll right on. So the next one is Jesus Christ suffered temptation and infirmities so that he can understand and help me. And that's basically the whole point of it all. <laughs> like, that's what the atonement is for, is, is, well, particularly him suffering for our sins and it and our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly what's up.
2: Well, they're... Uh this, this opens up with a scripture, Hebrews 4:16. 16. Uh, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So Jesus Christ suffered temptation and infirmities, so that he can understand and help me. So he can understand what, what sort of mercy would have to come in order to uh, help us in our times of need. Like what kind of breaks we'd need in our trials or whatever.
1: Yeah, he's he's the advocate, right? He's the one that says, "Well, again, I, speculation." And I'm not being literally speculative. I'm just saying, for the sake of talking about it. But like, he he's you know s- sitting there saying, "God, you know, like this is kind of what's going on with this person. Like, mm-hmm. maybe not smite. Maybe don't smite them right now. <laughs> like, no need for smiting thing. to go on until maybe you know, tomorrow no, 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 or the no. next day. P- put away your smiting stick. Not not today." Yeah, that kind of a thing. But in, in relation to the atonement, I just, since it applies, I really just like, if any of you are aware of Alma 7, 11 to 13, that's always my favorite. And it's it's a lot of scripture, but if any of you don't remember what that scripture is, go and read it. Go and have a a pondering look at uh chapter 7. You read it. Chapter I want seven. to hear what it says. Yeah, that's, that's okay, the one where ahead. it, it talks it. about
2: him going through... Like, how about oh, I read it? Yeah, it's the atonement, it? right? I <laughs> remember. Yeah,
1: Caden wants me to read it, so I will. And he shall go forth suffering mm-hmm. pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. And this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith he, will take upon him the pains and sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death which bind his people. And he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that he may know, according to the flesh, how to succor his people according to their infirmities. Now the Spirit of God, or the Spirit, knoweth all things. Nevertheless, the Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he might take upon him the sins of his people, that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of his deliverance. And now behold, this is the testimony which is in me. So that scripture is like, as far as scriptures go, it's awesome. It goes through, it says, okay, this is how Christ knows you. This is why he did what he did. And then it says, and then, or Alma says, and this is basically my testimony. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's all great. One of my favorites for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this, these three verses are pretty sick. Um, but I like the the beginning. And he shall go forth suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. That first little sentence there. I mean, yeah, the atonement was huge and that was a major part of his life. But beyond that, he suffered pains and afflictions in his daily life. Like atonement aside, the, the greatest event of all history of mankind, the atonement of our Savior. Let's put that aside. He suffered every day from persecution, from like physical, verbal abuse, from people just not listening to him, you know, like
2: Mm -hmm. he
0: suffered all the time for us. And I think not just the atonement, but in so many other ways.
2: Absolutely. And I think it's important to remember that it begins and says like, and he shall go forth. So it wasn't like these things were just happening to him. Like he, he, he like made a conscious decision, decision where he was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And then like just like boom, things start happening to him. Um because he, he's willing to go forth and have them happen. Um, suffer those things. Well you know.
1: Pain. That's why he took like an eighteen year sabbatical before doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Had to buck up. He created the sabbatical. That he owns that term. No, I'm just I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm sure he was preparing during that time.
2: Uh just just the confidence boost, I guess, that comes from Realizing uh, all that he went through in for us, in order to even just gain that boldness to be like, well, "You know what? No, maybe I can come in my suffering towards God." Like, like all that suffering he went through gives us the confidence that, like, okay, well, because he did this, like, I actually stand a chance. Like I, yeah, like I actually I can do this. Not necessarily everything that he did, but I, I can at least live out my mortal life. And come mm-hmm. to God on a frequent basis, and even if I'm not perfect, or even if I come into Him with, with sin in my heart or whatever, like there's, there's someone there for me who fought for me in order for my p- position to still be there in front of God at the end of the day. For that well, reckoning,
1: my favorite, my favorite part of it, and I'm sure it's the favorite for a lot of people too, is it, It's not just the sin, right? It's the weaknesses mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. I think something that's um, the cause of, of social media and stuff like that is people feel a lot of inadequacy these days and a lot of self-doubt because of comparing ourselves to others all the time. And it's it's just interesting to me when I'm reminded of that Christ felt that, you know, he went through that. <laughs> and to think that he went through all that, you know, 2,000 years or so before, Social media even existed,
2: <laughs> like the solid. Like
1: it's it's so well, I laugh, but it, I I I mean it as well. Like it, it's so amazing that he went through all that for all those people, and uh, it's it's too bad when we don't take advantage of that. Like even now, I'm thinking, ah, oh, it should really be taking advantage of the atonement a lot more.
2: That's fair. I mean, that's a very relatable um, analogy, I guess, to use as the form of social media, because like that's been in. The talks lately where everyone's like oh everyone's looking at like these models like they're perfect but you have to remember like these models are paid to look this good like there's no way that they just look this, this way all the time and there'll be like other photos where somehow they look twice as big as they were in their Instagram pictures but you've got like false images for like younger children or whatever they're thinking like yeah. oh man like I'll never be like this or I'll, I'll, ne- I'll never have hips like that that's like it's like the idea of oh man like i want that but like it's unattainable and it is unattainable because it's not real right whereas with jesus christ that's it becoming perfect is is a very real thing like he becoming clean i should say is a very real thing and it's not gonna happen you know overnight but uh repentance is a fast process for some um as far as like the actual like being forgiven goes it normally we're forgiven before we even go to God about it Uh, and it's just a matter of whether or not we forgive ourselves and I think that's what's cool about Jesus Christ suffering Um, not that it was cool that he suffers at all but it's cool that he did it for us Uh, and it's lovely that he did it for us Uh, so that we we can have that confidence which is I think an important word to bring up here especially when it says like uh, do you feel that you can come boldly unto the throne of grace, like confidently, boldly? You see what I'm getting at there. Mm-hmm. Kaden, do you uh, do you got anything for us, bud? Or you no, I'm just listening. listening? I'm just listening. pondering.
0: I'm taking it in. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> Gotta be as much of a listener as I am a participant are, in this
2: thing. <laughs> are you on your 18-year sabbatical? No,
0: I'm on my 18. Uh, let's see, that was years. That was like four minutes. Four I'm on minute. my four minute <laughs> sabbatical.
1: <laughs> I I'm just trying not to jump in with other <laughs> where'd you, where'd you uh, offshoots because yeah, I wanna. I feel like I keep making li- little comments and jokes that are uh, that are that are taking away from really how important this message is and how
2: important this stuff is. So yeah, I'm would you cut it back. out, Keaton? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, come on, you know, don't make a mockery. All right, I'm trying. In not the to. apostle's words, would you mock? It is I'm, funny though I mean, I just say it, in...
0: don't make me flip a table, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll go flipping some tables and cracking whips.
2: That's yeah you know, see maybe you needed a longer sabbatical.
1: <laughs> yeah maybe just a little longer I, I do just think that it's funny that our, our rhetoric as we do this podcast a, a few times we've caught ourselves saying like oh yeah you know it's so cool it's so great and it, I just think we sound like you know one of those like young peppy youth pastors at some of these Baptist churches <laughs> We're just like hey man it's, it's so cool it's so great you know let me tell you about something <laughs> that's cool that's so neat that Jesus died for <laughs> so us great. man that is so neat it's so, so, neat. That's so dope you have to throw a rad and dope
2: in there <laughs> Let me tell you about our good friend, Jesus. He died for us, and it was very cool. It was very nice. Nothing is more rad.
0: You don't have a better friend than your good old pal.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: well, you know,
1: that's the same spirit, the same spirit where that song, uh, Jesus is a Friend of Mine, top, so- top favorite song well, great of the podcast, song. I'd say.
0: I'll throw yeah. a link to that one in there, because uh, that is worth sharing. I don't
1: know if Braden wants to hit that song up right I don't, now. I i don't remember that okay well we'll have to we'll have to share it yeah
2: like i was it, and like the, and i'm like trying to think about it right now but all i keep thinking about is like just like finger guns like a pastor shooting finger guns off into an audience <laughs> or a congregation no basically
0: whenever... basically the entire song is the title jesus is a friend of mine that's the whole song jesus, jesus is, is, is friend. a friend of mine Jesus is a friend. I have a friend oh. in Jesus. Yeah, Jesus okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I remember good. That. It's good stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's that's going coming bad. back. Anyway, sorry. See, I Golden. said I wasn't going to do it, and then I did it anyways. Ugh.
0: No, I think that that's, th- those are good tangents. That's that wholesome. uplifting. And
1: we got to bring and up it a new And it sure song. gives us a lot of And uh,
0: it kind of leads us into our next little section, which is, in order to receive God's blessings, I must harden, not my heart. Um. So you're talking about you don't want to keep us on too much of a tangent. So, I don't know, softening your heart a little bit, being more receptive as I took my four-minute sabbatical just to listen to the contributions of my good nice. friend, Braden. Um I was trying to keep my heart Oof. soft, and it still is. Don't get me wrong. Jesus is a friend of mine. It's definitely a, a, a heart softener for me. Um, but it kind of like let's let's take the idea of softening a heart in the primary manual it says specifically to bring like a rock and a sponge um to to class and to pour water on both of them and show that rocks they're hard they can't absorb that gospel truth or um like the the blessings whereas the sponge can and I was like, I've never heard that analogy when talking about, like, a, ho- a hardened heart or a softened heart. Usually it's just like, soften your heart, be more humble. And because I've been in the gospel my whole life, um, I just kind of understand mm-hmm. it. I don't need that metaphor. But the metaphor, I
2: I really liked it. That is a good metaphor. Um, all I can think about is, like, what happens if you squeeze the sponge, though? What happens if you squeeze the sponge? The water... That it absorbed, is squeezed out. Can that happen to our hearts?
0: But it doesn't mean that that sponge can't reabsorb That's the point. water again. Right. Good. You're right. We can. We can do stuff to to get rid of our blessings, to deny our blessings. Squeeze the metaphor. <laughs> Welcome sponge back to out. Gospel
2: Science Project. With no, I'm talking <laughs> I'm Sham wow the,
1: uh, SpongeBob SquarePants movie. You know, when they get all dried out by that devil guy, and then the Of the goofy goober revitalizes them and makes everything good again. No, is that not a movie that? uh, Man, that is such (laughs) a a (laughs) good like breakdown. But yeah, no. But sorry, bringing it back. Yeah, it's that's sorry. The image that kind of had in my I had in my mind of the, you know, when they have the sponge and and starfish that are all dried out and their clothes are, you know, laid next to them or on them. I can't remember. But yeah. And then they're revitalized by the teardrop.
2: Okay, so with that being said, uh, I think having a hard heart is more than just not listening um, to gospel messages or, like, not accepting um, Christ. I think, and it it goes along with uh, stuff that happens in Hebrews, it's also provoking the Lord, right? Like, provoking, like, it's almost like going to the Lord with a bunch of contention and saying, like, oh, no, I... I don't want this because I know you can't provide it or something. Do you know what I mean?
0: Or it's like, prove that yeah, you're real. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely,
2: it. that that right there. Um, And and that's what having a hard heart is as well. It's not just being shut off completely to, you know, uh, the promptings of the Spirit or, or uh, love that others give to you or just being like a cold person in general. It's also the fact that like some people, they like to provoke the Lord's wrath. Or they like to... Pro- like, it, it's kind of... Uh, what is... What's the word in English? Uh,
1: in English? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, in I don't Filipino. know the...
2: Philippine, I don't know the Tagalog word that I be. Well, actually, it's... Well, it, You don't the, know the, the Tagalog word the is, like, asar. It's like asar. Uh, like, nakaka asar. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. It's like... To, like, get on someone's nerves. To like, annoying. Uh, but, like... T- to, to pester, pester sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pester. To bother. That's that's. I'm locking it down, because like you can pester God, and he's not gonna have any patience for it. Are you kidding? He's not just gonna be like, all right, well, if you want me to. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted he to, is, he could.
0: Yeah, but I guess. But uh, like the point is, don't tempt God. That's just that's just asking for tr- asking for trouble. You don't poke the bear. You don't bite the hand that
2: feeds. Okay, well, here it is right here. Hebrews 3, 8 to 11. Um, who is yeah, who is this speaking right now? Ready? Harden not your hearts, as in the prov- uh, provocation uh, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do all. Always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. <laughs> oh bust
1: down. Mic drop scripture. Yeah, bust down
2: indeed. <laughs> I swear so in my
0: we... wrath they shall not enter Jeez. into my rest. Boom, yeah, there is that, it is. Is
2: that Paul? Is that Paul or who is that? That's that that's the one we're provoking when we have a cold heart, right? It's God.
0: Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, "They do always err in their hearts, and they have not known my ways." Oh man, I love that. That's like some old testament, like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: "Ain't no time for that." This is. That's a clapback. That's what we call it. That is the modern, well, that's an olden day clapback to. Well, it's it's hardening of hearts.
0: They uh, having a hard heart. Go for it, Keaton. I was
2: gonna say this. I've just made a new
1: scripture tag in my mobile scriptures called mic drop that's gonna oh. be one of them
0: and that one for sure is a mic drop you don't find lots of those the uh, verse outside of the old testament yeah
1: verse 10 the it kind of i don't know there's lots of like boomer memes these days that reminds me of like a boomer scripture wherefore i was grieved with that generation i don't know do you oh, yeah, it? like baby boomers yeah so you know how there's like the yeah
0: Never mind. I'm not going to. Well, the
1: boomers are grieved I, with
0: the millennial generation.
1: It's true. Or Gen Z, I guess. I is think everyone's just
2: grieved with each other at this point. We're we're in a dark times. And
1: history repeats itself, you know? Since we're jumping into this, boomers, you know that I I have no hard feelings. History repeats itself. Every generation hates the new one. It's fine. And you don't really hate us,
2: right? You just hate me because you made me. Speak for yourselves. You're yeah. kidding. Shit. <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, Brayden goes into a 10-minute tangent like about why My internal hate for everyone <laughs> other than me.
2: <laughs> I've devised a plan to get rid of everyone over the age of boom. I'm kidding. um Okay. In fact, we love the people over the age of boom. They're some of our most dedicated <laughs> yeah, the listeners. The age of boomer are what keeps us going. Uh, they certainly don't keep our Instagram page going, though. That's... That's... No. Uh,
1: well, you know, it's a different medium, right? We got to be better at the Facebook page. Yeah, that's fair. Paging. That's not a. Dialing it
0: back. Real, real back onto track. Um, so I'm going to go back to kind of where we went off on the tangent, um, talking about boomers and that generation. Okay. So Hebrews chapter 3, verse 10. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart and have not known my ways. So talking about always erring in their heart and have not known my ways. It's not it's not that they erred in their heart. That wasn't necessarily the problem, I don't think. It's not that they weren't perfect because the Lord doesn't require perfection of us. Otherwise, none of us would be able to be successful in the gospel. But it's that they have not known his ways, right? It's that they erred in their heart. They were imperfect in their desires, but they also never even tried they have not known my ways they didn't even try to make an effort they didn't even you know put any they they never lived a single moment of their life trying to be like christ trying to be like heavenly father and that's why heavenly father was grieved with that generation and so having that hard heart um is easy because that's the natural man thing to do right like oh, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm not going to listen to authority. I'm going to do what feels good right now. I'm going to do whatever I want, and, you know, nothing else matters. That's that's the easy path, so to say. Um, so then what is the harder path? How do you have a contrite heart? How do you have a, a soft heart? That's and I a think, question for you Yeah.
2: Guys. Well, I think that's what Paul was also trying to, convey to the Jews, like he was trying to persuade them to avoid the mistake that their ancestors were making by doing all that, like um, being idle or just, you know, provoking God or, or doing all this to clearly just err in all ways possible towards God, where they just become this not necessarily forgotten generation or whatever, but this, you know, I'm going to say exiled generation strictly because like God went and said himself like, one and what, like you will not partake in my rest. At all, and so I think that's what Paul was trying to do here, uh, while trying to persuade the Jews, like by retelling them stories of, you know, past traditions, um, as well as um, retelling them stories of like the blessings that have come to people in the past. Because he he uh, re- he recants a story here, doesn't he? Uh, in November? Well, not November. Sorry, Numbers. <laughs> uh, happy November first, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Uh, so numbers, uh, Paul alludes alludes to a story there, um, and it just kind of helps us understand what his motives were for the Jews to become converted, and it goes into what what the heading here says with like the having to give up something in order to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, or not heading per se, but like the intro to the lesson. He had to go and share the story, uh, relate some sort of experience to them, warn them, but more so give them that advice. And so I know Caden, I didn't really answer your question. But, That's
0: okay. Uh, There's three scriptures we could go into to answer my question. Perfect. Um that are provided in the <laughs> <Sorry>. lesson. <laughs> I I spoon fed that one to you, but it's okay. I'll just I'll just Keaton, do you wanna maybe take over on that?
1: On uh what, sorry? <laughs> How do you develop a soft and contrite heart? Okay, perfect. I, I was kind of ready for that, but I wasn't sure. Um, I I was just thinking back to, uh, did you guys ever watch the movie Meet the Mormons? Yeah. Which, I don't know, yep. is that movie cool now? Be, or, or like, because now we're not really supposed to say Mormons. So is that I'm sure really it's fine. stricken from the... No, just kidding. I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I think it's cooler now. It's cooler I don't now. think it was... It's so cool, I don't know, guys, I, I remember, you know? Be grateful. It's
2: I watched cool. that on my mission, but it was just like... Yeah. Ugh. So do you remember
1: um, the guy from Nepal, Bishnu, who is the engineer, who like in every way clearly is this perfect guy. And uh, I just always remember what he said. He said, I am, I'm not perfect, but I'm perfect in one thing. I'm perfect in trying. And I just think that that's, that's really all we can do is continue to try again and again. There's, there's really no um, quick and easy way to do it there's no quick and easy method to do it. Oh, I guess I just said the same thing again, but I, um, there's no easy way. It's just trying continually, trying eternally really to, to make that change because we're not going to be done trying to have a contrite heart and hard, not hardening our heart just in this life. That's going to be an eternal thing.
2: Right.
0: Right. Cause that's, that's the natural man, right? That's the easy thing to fall back to.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's easier said than done. It's it's very easy to, you know, say, oh, yeah, like, take other people's advice, you know, take criticism. And then when it actually happens in the moment, it's a lot harder. And, well, uh, I like
2: that you yeah. bring that up because now that I've gone through the scriptures that Caden was alluding to, I can make a nice little bridge here. Um, that trying or that effort that you put into it, like, it takes all of our... Our heart and effort to try to to lean on God with faith, and in Proverbs um, chapter three, verses five and six, it says, "Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths." And that that goes perfectly in hand with trying perfectly. Like I'm perfect at trying, like because no, oh, sorry, Bishnu uh, is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am uh, about seventy. 374 percent perfect at trying
1: hey that's that
0: was like one of my favorite mission scriptures proverbs three
1: yes that was okay yeah that was like a good efy one i remember i was in any in an efy group with that lean not was our group name i remember yeah
2: or this mm. is another no, cool but. one actually that um kind of goes hand-in-hand with what we were talking about earlier about Jesus Christ being the... Well, Jesus Christ being the expressed image of Heavenly Father. Uh, Alma, uh, chapter 5, verse 14. And now behold, I ask of you, my brethren of the church, have you spiritually been born of God? Have you received His image in your countenances? Have you experienced this mighty change in your hearts? So that was another thing I don't think we decided... like. Maybe that was one of the things people were shouting in their cars while listening to us earlier. Is yeah, you know, like just think about what our countenance looks like compared to theirs. Because when you have your spiritual eyes on, like when you're seeing things with a spiritual perspective, uh, with a softened softened heart, I think that's when you truly see a little bit of God in everyone, right? Is that, mm-hmm. is that? And then nice?
0: I like also in mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely chapter five verse fifteen, Alma five fifteen, just the next verse there, Braden. Okay. Um, part in the middle it says, "Do you look forward with an eye of faith to view this or and view this mortal body raised in immortality?" Basically, are you living your life in a way that you can see yourself making it to heaven? That's kind of how I'm interpreting the scripture today. Um. And that like the idea behind that being, have you experienced this change in your hearts? Have you like become contrite of spirit? Have you softened your heart? Have you become like ready to listen and acknowledge the Lord in your life, right? Do you look forward with an eye of faith and view this mortal body raised in immortality? That's just such a cool little line that stuck out to me today reading it.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Cool. I think um before before we close it down I'm just trying to think is is there anyone anyone have any like personal experiences that they'd like to share of where they not necessarily like super serious ones but ones where we were in a situation where we hardly hard like we provoking
2: god's wrath and we yeah. uh I don't know if I like I was try, that's what I was about to say is like I think I might have an experience but like I'm trying to think of a time where God may have dropped the mic on me. And it was definitely when I was, uh, like seeking for, not necessarily like his wrath or anything, but just like his, like, well, don't get me. Well, yeah. um, I'm trying to think what, what the right way to say it would be because there was a time in, in my life where I knew something had to change. I knew I needed to hear, um, with prayer, like I needed to hear him say something to me in order for this change to truly come. Like I needed to know that it was coming from him and it wasn't necessarily, um, like my own, like my own thinking, like, oh, okay, well, yeah, this is probably what he wants me to do. Like I knew it needed to be like a message from God to me. That was kind of like a mic drop experience where it's like, yeah, there's no, rebuttal to this like i have to do it because now i strongly believe because i knew my faith was kind of there at that point where i needed to where i knew i could receive answers through prayer and through scripture reading and stuff and it actually came with a scripture that's very much um similar to uh was were we reading it was hebrews Proverbs. proverbs which one was the one it was uh Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. 3, 3 5, and 6. Okay, yeah. so I want to go to a scripture. It's in the Book of Mormon. Uh, this is actually my favorite scripture, everyone. And and this isn't to go too off uh, topic here or anything, but it's in Mosiah 26, verse 26. And um, let me just try to come over to it, sorry. And basically, what happened here was I was reading my scriptures on my mission, and I had that idea in my head like I knew there's things I wanted to take care of even while I was still on my mission and I just didn't know how I was supposed to go about them and I didn't know what I needed to hear in order for me to actually take care of them and then I read this verse and that's and then shall they know that I am the Lord their God that I am their Redeemer but they would not be redeemed and so the idea of um, God showing himself to me me having that clear vision of like oh man like How could I ever have any doubts or how could I have ever thought this wouldn't be a possibility is just the same as that Proverbs verse where I would not come into the rest of our father in heaven or that eternal salvation because I decided not to know him truly um, on that level of of love or have that softened hard enough to listen to, you know, um, what he had for me, what he had to offer, if that makes sense. Because that's a total mic drop scripture, like, yeah. knowing for surety, like, oh, man, like, he is him. He is the redeemer. And what sucks now is I know this more than I ever could have, but I won't be redeemed. That's brutal. That is brutal. And it's a really hard truth. And that, like, kicked me, that kicked my butt, <laughs> like, hard. Right,
0: because it's almost like faith can't exist if you know it to be, like, factual, right? Mm-hmm similar thing like you can't yeah it's not faith if you know it as a fact and so until you have perfect faith there's no point in you knowing it like god isn't just going to show himself to everybody to show because then there's no point but if you have that perfect faith and you you have enough faith to know that god exists without having seen him you know that's almost when you can see him because that, that faith factor no longer matters because your faith is perfect. Well, and that
2: was, that was, like, my thing. Like, I wouldn't say my faith was, faith was perfect at that time, but my knowledge.
0: But it was good enough to get you back going to church.
2: Yeah, it, like, but my knowledge and belief, I guess, like, my yeah, my faith was enough for me to realize, like, there will be a day when my faith is perfect and I'd rather be on the side that <laughs> benefits me rather than doesn't, you know? Not that not to bring it down to like oh you're only doing this for salvation but like I'd rather be on, you know, the safer side of things, knowing like, want to know what I did everything I could, knowing that this day would come where I would know for a surety whether it was a thing or not, and I'd rather be, um, embracing all the blessings I can while I'm going on my day to day, if that makes sense.
1: I think that really relates well to the story of Enos.
2: Yes, and actually he's my prophet he's like my scripture prophet he's (laughs) like he's my my
1: prophet dude he's my prophet
2: he's my prophet i I
1: think that's great that's cool
2: that's awesome so hopefully you guys have experiences as well uh maybe they're not
1: yeah i i can share a quick one um recently normally when i'm in school i only take four courses but i've started to take five busy guy in a way to get more done and it just It's at this school, it's like promoted for for different things and for getting into grad school and stuff like that. So anyway, so I started doing five. And uh, in one course in particular, I started to struggle a little bit. And so I was praying and fasting to know whether or not I should just drop this course. And I had decided that my answer was received. I was going to be or no, I decided that I was going to drop one course. And I prayed and I felt like I got an answer and that was all great. And then out of nowhere, my mission president messages me, which never happens. And he was like, Hey, by the way, just wanted to know you know that I care about you and that uh, you know, if you keep trying hard, good great things are to come and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like I was about to drop the class, like within minutes, I was about to go onto the website and drop it. And then ding, there's my mission president. So I was I was just very very humbled there, where I thought I had the right answer, and but in in reality, my heart was hardened. I knew what I wanted, but it wasn't the right choice for me to make. I was blinding myself, right? You were to just hearing what you wanted to hear. Yeah. So God basically slapped me in the face via Facebook message, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he hit yeah.
2: you up in your DMs through one of his servants. Yeah,
1: he slid into my DMs and right into my face. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: a good way to think about it.
1: Yeah. It's just because he loves you. But yeah, that's me. And and as a as an addition to that, that was a couple months ago and things are going a lot better well, now. I'm glad so you're back, back on track, Keaton. Thank you. We Heavenly were really
2: Father. we were yes. really worried about you.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry to leave you in suspense <laughs> there for those ten <laughs> <Yeah>. seconds.
0: <laughs> well, I figured you were fine because uh you know, it was Heavenly Father who helped get you back on track. So I trusted, but I'm glad that we had
1: that verification from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and even if it wasn't that my marks are getting better, it, it was just the fact that there was a change that needed to happen as far as like how hard I was studying and things like that. Yeah, you your mentality. So it's almost easier knowing rather,
0: that you're doing something that God wants you to do, even if you suck yes. at it. It's like, okay, well, you know, at, at least I'm doing what I should be yeah totally that's why i like that proverbs verse on on my mission a lot trust in the lord with all thine heart and lead not to thine under understanding because i'd be like so frustrated with you know the way that i felt i wasn't performing adequately but i was like at the same time i'm i'm trying to be an instrument in god's hands i'm you know trying to be a servant trying to be obedient to the holy ghost and everything like that um And so instead of being frustrated, I just decided to love the work instead of loving the results of the work Um, and being like, you know what, if I never see somebody get baptized on my mission, that's fine because I'm going out and I'm doing what I believe the Lord wants me to do every day. And that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to baptize. I'm here to help people come to Christ. And people can do that in a lot of different ways and that can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. Right. Right. Um, So even though, you know, your semester might not have gotten any easier, Keaton. Just knowing or like having that reaffirmation um, that you were doing what the Lord would have you do is like, even though I'm sucking, at least I know that I'm on the right path. (laughs) Even though I suck at
2: this, yeah, I'm the worst.
1: Well, no, I know, I know that the Lord will be with me, falling in the right direction, right, falling. Falling with style, falling yeah, in the right
2: Finessing, direction. finessing your way out of every situation with the Lord on your side. That's the way to do it. <laughs> I just think of like any of the weird gif or gifs that you see where people are just like walking stupid and somehow like they should, they should be falling, but they're not. And they somehow make it work. They just keep slipping forever. <laughs> and I just think maybe it's just the Lord, like holding their hand, keeping them just stable enough, keeping them on track on their feet uh so with that i think i think that pretty much covers um the lesson um as far as what eternal salvation like jesus christ being the author of the eternal salvation um and it, it's important to rem- remember that because he is the author he's probably one of the best people to go to about what how we should proceed next and so definitely um know, look for his counsel in, in all things. I guess is all I can say. Do you guys have any last minute? Yeah, keep, yeah, trying. keep trying. Lean lean not to thine own that's, understanding. That's what it is. Keep
1: trying. Do do all we can. It, it does. It all kind of ties together with some of our other with some of the other lessons about like yeah, doing all you can, and the Lord comes through and and finishes for you. Like we were talking about Brad Wilcox's talk the other week, and uh, yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Keep trying. Um
0: perfect and, uh on that note if any of our listeners have any uh suggestions on ways that we can reach a broader audience um let us know because that's what we're really working on we i think we've found a pretty good spot with our content um and the way that we handle our episodes we just need to be able to reach more people um yeah, we want to get so the good thank word you out. for liking yeah thank you for liking subscribing um rating the podcast on whatever apps you guys use um, and just sharing, helping us spread, um, we appreciate all the time you put into listening to us, and we hope that yeah. it makes a difference in in your Come Follow Me lessons.
2: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And sorry, just to just to jump in before I I've been asking people as I've been going to different church meetings and stuff whether or not they've been reading the Come Follow Me, and almost nobody does, like even among older people. There is a very small amount of people who are actually doing their reading. So, I'm really happy that we are doing this. And and for those of you who are listening, like spread it. Like it, we really get nothing out of doing this. We we really just want people to be able to listen, and we want people to be able to feel the spirit and stay in touch with what the come follow lesson come follow me lessons are. And- um, that
0: and, but also, just because you listen to this podcast
2: doesn't mean that you're good enough. Yeah. You should be doing your I mean, readings it's, as well. Yeah, that's well. what I was gonna say. Like, r- yeah, remember that. The like, the point plan. of this is, um, it, it's kind of tied. It ties in with the fact that we want to get ourselves into a habit of you know doing the weekly readings right like we want to be able to get and into the happen- mindset of, daily kind of especially thing. with the, the curriculum change in the next year here going to the book of mormon i think it's important that everyone remembers like oh it would be awesome to do this daily reading because we're supposed we're expected to read scriptures daily anyways so you might as well um uh look 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 forward to the new year with that and so with that uh everyone don't forget to uh yeah, like and follow, uh, follow us on Instagram Facebook and whatnot um, We appreciate all of you And uh, we just want to say thanks again to Our good friend The Lucky Bandit or Spencer Rolfson For putting all this music shout together Shout out to my boy yeah, Shout out to him for always doing the music for our episodes And hopefully he'll be able to Come on the podcast sometime Who knows So uh, we love you all yeah, And we'll soon. see you guys in the next week here Golden
1: Bye, Bye.